0: with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Good morning and welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Casanari-King. Today I'm delighted to have Franny Schwab from Greenland, New Hampshire. Welcome, Franny. Thank you very much. We're downtown in Portsmouth here recording at the Series Gallery and you have a lovely history with Portsmouth and the surrounding area. So, um, tell me, were
1: you always uh, born? Were you born in New England? I was born in Philadelphia. Okay, and I was—I lived in Philly up until I uh, graduated from college. Yeah, I even went to college. I went to the University of the Arts, which mm-hmm. at that time was called the Philadelphia College of Art, and it was just literally down the street from where I grew up. Nice. So. I managed to move out of the house anyway, get <laughs> an apartment <laughs> by my uh-huh. second or third year yeah. there. And then I just had two blocks to walk instead of maybe eight or nine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had a, an interesting childhood in Philly. My parents um, were both artists. Oh. So I grew up with art from a very young age. You, could you tell us about, because I read on your website and it's fascinating, your earliest
0: recollection of painting.
1: Okay, it was painting, <laughs> oh, oh, it was painting the backyard fence yeah, with I my dad that. when I was three. I love that. <laughs> that I love was that. the first, yeah, that was great. <laughs> and then after that, my mom taught at uh, what is now, again, the University of the Arts, had a children's program on Saturdays, oh. and she was the director of that program so before she became the director she taught there maybe a couple years and i would go and sit in in her classes because otherwise she'd have to get a babysitter Uh so i was a little kid you know Uh probably three or four and i'd sit in the back of the room Uh and i'm told that i all i did was draw lobsters (laughs) it was a premonition i love it so those are my little wow those are my early early stories yeah um, so mom and
0: dad were professional artists?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh. Mom was the director of the children's classes. My dad was in advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to commute to New York, um, mm-hmm. work with Richard Avedon, mm-hmm. uh, among others. Uh, but he's the only one that people would recognize his yeah. name. Hiro, H-I-R-O, was a Japanese photographer. Uh-huh. He was the other pretty famous one that he worked with. Yeah. And uh, they both went to the same school, Philadelphia College of Art, oh, which was then called really? Industrial School of Industrial Arts. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were both alumni of that school had a lot of artist friends, Mm -hmm. so I grew up among artists, and I didn't know any other life, Yeah. so Andy Warhol was someone they knew who, uh, (laughs) uh, from their art school days, I don't remember what the age difference was and how, but they had a book that he made for them, and um, several other fairly famous people, you know, were were friends of theirs, so
0: um,
1: it was just normal for me. Right. And And what um, mediums did you explore? Up, say in high school age well i was pretty limited okay. i wasn't allowed to work in Wales. yeah so they just didn't let me they didn't <laughs> let you did they so did either of them? no they were too busy you know yeah. being in the business uh-huh. end of it um they did a little my dad painted at home and my mom did too a little bit but they used mostly i think tempera or okay. um something you know some kind of opaque watercolors i don't know yeah. i remember what the boxes looked like but i don't remember what and what, what was they were.
0: their reasoning for not allowing you to do oil was it the toxicity oh, the smell the- well
1: i i never asked oh okay i, I was brought yeah. up not to ask questions yeah, yeah, okay. unfortunately okay. that's how it was okay so i was too young or yeah. it was whatever yeah um but i you know i always did art and yeah. um, I knew from an early age that I was going to go to the school where they went. You did. I never questioned it. Wow. It never occurred to me I had choice to go anywhere <laughs> wow. else. Wow. I never applied anywhere yeah. else. I just knew that everything was channeling for me to go there. Yeah. And the big question was whether I would get a scholarship or not Yeah. and which one I would get uh-huh. <laughs> for how much. Yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. that dictated how I went to high school and okay. where I went because sure. wherever I had the best chance of getting a scholarship. hmm which, mm-hmm. when I look back on it, it's ridiculous. But you know, I and did. did. You have I siblings. This, I have a younger sister. A younger sister, was and was it the uh, same track for her? No, she went. She tried. She dabbled in acting. Okay. Went to New York. Uh, yeah. Didn't make it. Um, no, she just went off and she, she does a little bit of painting now, but not much. Yeah, yeah. Different personality.
0: Yeah. Well, you I know? mean,
1: you've done well.
0: You've you've really
1: certainly made a lovely career. I. I think. I'm very content right now. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of things in life, and I think probably that's ultimately where you want to be. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't always like wasn't that. Always and that. I wasn't—I didn't always have a career in art. Well, right, I
0: see so, that. And you yeah. have um, – I love it. I love you have all <laughs> these little adventurous career segments, I'll call yeah, them. Yeah. Um, so you were in Israel as a graphic designer. Uh, Tell I me lived about in that. Israel
1: when I was um, – so, first of all, I repeated my junior year in college mm-hmm. because I changed majors in my junior year. Okay. I had been on track to be a graphic designer, to be in advertising, really, like my dad. Okay. And um, so I went and did the preliminary brutal year at the school. Mm. Of, I mean, it was just a ridiculous amount of hours. But oh, they had to Because they wanted to separate um they wanted to separate out the kids uh-huh. who are really serious and the kids who were just going to art school you know it was the 60s yeah because it was the thing to do uh-huh. true <laughs> so this you know took the class and maybe one maybe 25 percent of it stuck out stuck it out and the rest just fell by the wayside okay so then the next year you did a prep course for whatever major you were going into. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there was 2D, there was 3D, there was industrial design, there was teaching, mm-hmm. you know, graphic design, so many different things. Mm-hmm. So I did the pre-graphic design, you know, the, the graphic design track that also included illustration. Mm. But all along, I loved painting. And every summer, I went somewhere else to study. I went to Woodstock to the nice. Art Students League. That was in 68, the year before the big yeah. Woodstock thing. And <laughs> I was actually there. They had a big... A big um, uh-huh. Thing in sixty eight, it yeah. was kind of like a um, practice round. Practice round, yeah. and I was wow. there. It was fabulous. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so that was the summer I was in with the Art Students League. I went to Penn State, did a summer program there. I went to Syracuse University when I was still in high school, did a summer program there. Mm. But it was always painting. I okay. always loved to paint, yeah. but I knew that painting wasn't practical. Okay. you don't have a career as a, a painter. You don't, So where did that come from? Oh, parents, of course, <laughs> <laughs> and they were right. <laughs> oh, they were right. Oh no, oh no. So, um, so I decided in my junior, so I, I did the pre-everything, and then I slogged through a graphic design program. Mm-hmm. They had brought in people from the Bauhaus School in Switzerland, mm-hmm. And I hated it. I Mm. just felt like I was back in kindergarten. It was like design Um, principles that for me were so fundamental. Yeah. uh, And I was learning them as if I didn't know them already. Mm. And I had a real problem with that. Okay. So I thought, well, I can't go into painting. I'll switch into illustration because that's kind of a compromise. Uh Went into illustration. Didn't like that at all. Uh (laughs) So my senior year, was it my senior year? I can't remember, but. I switched to painting. I think Uh that's my senior year. I just said, I I want to paint. I love to paint. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So they had me. That's right. They had me go back and be a junior again. Okay. Yeah. Because it was unheard of to switch majors in your senior year. Yeah. So I was a junior. I repeated my junior year. um, But I painted. Mm. And that was heaven. And And what mediums were you using? Oils. Yeah. Yeah. Only oil. Well, I had to do watercolor, you know, it was all part of the program and I loved it, but oil was really my thing. Um, But then I got this notion really through a friend and a mentor um, that probably I could graduate as a junior. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I had the grades, I had the credits, I had everything. So I I pursued it and I ended up graduating as a junior. So unfortunately what happened was I never got the placement opportunities as a senior, you would get connected to Galleries in New York. Okay. You would get all this stuff, sure. and I, I missed out on it. Yeah. And to top things off, about two weeks before my graduation, I headed off to Israel. <laughs> 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 so I didn't even stick around for graduation, wow. which was too bad. Cause it was and it, were you
0: going? I mean, you were there for several years. Yeah, I was. Were yeah, you going yeah. intentionally at
1: that time for several years? Or no, just a short visit? Just a short state. visit, <laughs> yeah. I had gotten interested in anthropology. Yeah. Uh-huh. So kind of in my last couple years. And there was a wonderful museum in Philly called the University Museum okay. on Penn Campus. Yeah, And Lauren Isley, and I forget the other ones, there were a lot of wonderful anthropologists at mm. the time. Le- Leakey was another one. Um, they all were connected to this, you know, it was at Penn. So a lot yeah. of them taught there or whatever. I don't remember who was where. Yeah. But um, I went there every chance I could, and I would draw, like, some of the Mesopotamian. There's a Mesopotamian bull there, and I would just sit and draw it forever. Mm-hmm. And, um, I loved it. I had a friend who worked there, and one of my teachers also worked there doing restorations. Um, so I had a lot of little inside connections. I was able to go down in the catacombs and see the collections. and I mean, all kinds of, you know, exciting things. And I also saw a lot of films there. and there was a film called the sky above the mud below Mm -hmm. and it was about new guinea okay and um and oh maybe easter island there are a couple of them that i saw Mm -hmm. and uh i said to my friend i said you know i i so crave that connection to like family Mm -hmm. you know i didn't grow up with a big family Mm -hmm. and um and i did my last year in high school was in south philly where it was all italian and big families and everybody was cousins and i was craving that kind of connection um so i said to this friend of mine who also was my mentor um, i said uh, you know i kind of wish i had some kind of connection like that Mm -hmm. to a whole group bigger group well a smaller bigger group you know (laughs) rather than just like you know mother, mother father sister um and she said, well, Franny, you're Jewish. Why don't you go to Israel? <laughs> I'm like, Israel? It's like, why would I go to Israel? Yeah. And and I wasn't raised up in a religious home, so okay. it had never occurred to me to go yeah. to Israel. I'm like, oh, Israel? Yeah. But That's what I did. Yeah, I thought about it, and I thought, well, okay, I'll, I'll go. And did you connect? <laughs> with so I signed group? up to live on a kibbutz. Okay, yeah. And I lived there, and, and I went on an ocean liner. because wow. My mom was terrified of flying, so of course... That kind of yes. dribbled down to me, <laughs> so I'm not going to fly, so uh-huh. I took an yeah. ocean liner, yeah. left two weeks before graduation, and um, lived on a kibbutz for four months, yeah. and then um, we were paired with families, okay. uh, and I didn't relate to the family I was paired with, so I chose my own family, mm-hmm. and of course, um, they were artists, so the, the ah. father and the family was an artist, and he, he was all just part-time, you know, was, um, kind of a hobby. He had been an attorney in Venezuela, and um, he and his wife came to Israel and started living on the Kibbutz. His name was Yehuda, and his wife's name was Sila. And they were this beautiful white-haired couple who would hold hands walking down. (laughs) I was like, oh, I love them so much. And I would go over to their house and listen to classical music there. We had a connection. Wow. See his sculpture. I'm tearing over yeah. when I think about it because I had so much love memory. for them. Yeah,
0: oh, um, it's beautiful.
1: So mm. anyway, um, so did that so mean
0: you had to connect.
1: Did you yeah, feel like yeah, very much? Yeah, and he always said he wanted to live in Jerusalem. Mm. So I thought, well, if Yeshua sure wants to live in Jerusalem, that's the place to go. Yeah, so I went to Jerusalem <laughs> <laughs> and I got an apartment. Oh. I found a couple roommates, and you know, oh. and then I met the man who I married, and, yeah. and then I had a child there, and and then got homesick and came back mm-hmm. and Then you know the rest
0: is history. so how did you end so, up here I mean um, in New England you've had a, a couple
1: of thriving businesses but how did you get up here to,
0: to New England uh,
1: so I came back from Israel my son was a year old I decided that I mm-hmm. really um, the marriage wasn't really right for me mm-hmm. and I was feeling alienated and whatever mm-hmm. So all the things in youth, you know, you well know, you don't yeah. know. In retrospect, you look back and say, "Huh, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, right." <laughs> so um, came back and I read an article about Camden, Maine, ah. where the mountains meet the seacoast. Yeah. So I thought, "Huh, that's where I want to live." <laughs> but you know, I came back penniless with a single single mom with a you know a year old child to support, and yeah. got a job as a waitress in yeah. a kind of a shishy restaurant. Which was just, it was just the beginning of the restaurant movement, so it was Uh one of these funky places where I waitressed and made a ton of money, Yeah. and I only had to work a couple nights a week, and I could support my son and be there um, with him during the day. Mm. Um, So uh, I said, well, I think I'm going to move to the ocean, because, you know, the beach was only an hour and a half east of me. Mm. I thought, well, I'll move to the ocean, and then I'll work my way up the coast. (laughs) and that's how i'll get there <laughs> so, thus comes it switch into the picture yeah, kind of. <laughs> marblehead yeah okay but uh you know i had to get a car i was commuting by bus i was dragging my groceries yeah, in the winter time yeah. i had to buy groceries in oh, philadelphia stay with my parents for the weekend and yeah. do my two nights at the restaurant and then go back on the bus with the shopping cart and the oh, kid and you know <laughs> my other arm um, finally i got a car you know yeah. so then i moved to marblehead because my same Dear friend, who was my mentor, um, tragically lost her husband. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a suicide, and it was it was horrific. But her kids were up in New England um, in college. Two of them were in college at Brandeis. No, one I forget. One was at BU, I think. One was at Brandeis Um, studying music. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. all connections. And so I came up, and we got a little house together in Marblehead. Mm -hmm. And her one son was still. Again, I think by then he was in college too. So, that's how I got to New England. Okay. And then it didn't really work out. The two of us living together with her daughter and my mm-hmm. son—it mm-hmm. just—it's always tricky. Was tricky. Mm-hmm. So, um, I decided to move to. How did it work? Uh, so we were in Marblehead. I couldn't afford anything by living. Oh, so I I moved out. Had a little apartment there on my own lived there for a couple of years. By the time I was in a position to actually buy something, I couldn't afford it anymore in Marblehead. Yeah. So my friends were moving to Newburyport uh, because it was more affordable. Yeah, I didn't like Newburyport. No. I thought it was more of a facade and nothing behind it. Okay. That was just my feeling. Uh-huh might not have been, but that's how I perceived it. So you went further. Um, so then I knew someone who moved to Portsmouth. Ah. And the guy who was a friend of a friend who was a dentist. Mm. And he had superb tastes, you know, he had Oriental rugs in his house, mm-hmm. he drove a Jaguar. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, you know, if he can move to Portsmouth, that's probably okay. You know? <laughs> so I thought, okay, I'll look in Portsmouth. Yeah. And I found—I just went, not knowing the city or anything. Wow! I just came up here, and I found a house. I had a cap as to how much I could spend. Uh-huh. It was eighty thousand dollars back yeah. in um, nineteen eighty-four. Yeah. And I bought a house in the South End, like wow. with a water view. Oh my! For seventy-nine-nine, I walked imagine? in. I looked at it, <laughs> and I said to the realtor, "I want it," and that was uh-huh. it. <laughs> wow! And that's how I got to Portsmouth. That's a lovely story. Well,
0: we're fortunate that you came to Portsmouth, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> oh, so, so what were you doing with art during this time? Anything at all? Nothing. Often? Yeah, because you are just too busy. I was busy working. Like work I was a single parent.
1: Yeah. So I yeah. had, well, it ended up when I was still in Avalon, I opened a restaurant because I got tired of waitressing and I said, I don't want to be a waitress for my whole life. <laughs> so I opened the restaurant and I did no that. Uh, a friend of mine said, well, uh, take out a... I they said, I had a friend who, was her husband was a banker, mm-hmm. take out a bank loan for $1,000 for a month, hmm. something like that, or get a credit card. I forget how, what he told me to do, but yeah. it was like some short-term loan okay. to establish credit. Because here I was, you know, a young girl in my yeah. 20s. I had nothing, single? Mm-hmm. Who's going to back me? Mm-hmm. So I did the whole thing. You I mean, did. I borrowed a small amount of money from yeah, my parents, yes. small, and did the whole thing on credit. So yeah. I opened a restaurant down there. Mm-hmm. and it was a summer business so when i lived in marblehead i would commute mm-hmm. i would actually have a little apartment down mm-hmm. in avalon and have a it, it was tricky <laughs> yeah. but i sold the business in 82 and yeah. it's still going it's called Isn't cafe it? loren oh. and it's still going oh, since 1982 to the what? same people you know that i bought yeah that i sold it to um mm. so then when i moved up to Where am I? I'm lost. Portsmouth. Portsmouth. You had a business here. Oh, after I sold the business, I got a job at um, uh, what was it called? Um, I can't remember. It was a chain of seven seven weekly newspapers in Ipswich. Oh. And North Shore Weeklies. Okay. And I got a job as the art director there. And the way mm-hmm. I got that job, I mean, this is all like such serendipity. I was at a jazz club in Salem, Mass., yeah. called Sandy Berman's, which was the longest standing jazz club apparently uh-huh. in the yes. country. And I used to go there, and I think I would take my son. You know, I took him everywhere with me because, uh-huh. you know, that's what I did. Yeah. And I was sitting there, and I was drawing the musicians while they were playing because <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. And um, somebody noticed And it was somebody who worked for this particular newspaper. Hmm. And actually, I think the publisher was there as well. (laughs) And they (laughs) pretty much recruited me. Wow. So I went to see the, well, they, you know, yeah, on the spot. But then I had to go interview with the art director, who turned out to be a horrific person, Uh a horrible person to work for. And it was a brutal two years. Uh But that's how, I mean, that's how it worked. Wow. So that's how I got that job. So that
0: was <laughs> just before you, and then you left that and came to Portsmouth.
1: I moved to Portsmouth, and I kept that job. Oh, you did. And I just commuted from Portsmouth oh, oh, okay. because it was in Ipswich. So it just added, I think, maybe ten or fifteen minutes onto my commuting time. Okay. And I, you know, and then after that, I just said, "This is enough." <sighs> Somewhere along the line, I opened a store. Hmm. And, in uh, Portsmouth. In Portsmouth, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was called? And Well, the first one was Paradise Garage. That okay. was with my second husband. Okay. And that did not work out well. Mm. And um, uh, that's a story I don't really want to go okay, into. But basically, we got divorced, and he left me up to my eyeballs in debt. Oh. Like up to the tune of having to remarket my house. Wow. And uh, oh, yeah. it was really tough. Mm. Um, but I turned that store into a little store called Paradisa. Mm -hmm. I moved next door, bigger (laughs) space, and I opened a card and gift shop. Wow. And I ran that for, I forget, maybe seven or eight or ten years, something like that. Wow. uh, And then I sold it, and the woman I sold it to really couldn't handle it. She, it's a lot of work to have a little gift shop. Yeah, people see them the and same. they think, "Oh, this is so oh, nice. Yeah. I'd love to have one." Yeah, yeah. I had my restaurant's like, "Oh, I've always wanted to have a restaurant," <laughs> and no one really understands what goes on in the bottom of the iceberg. Yeah. You just see the tip, mm-hmm. so, the shiny, yeah, glimmery. yeah, yeah. You just see the person, you know, who's like, "Hi, how are you? Yeah. What are you doing?" You know, it's like all happy in your environment, right. but you don't know that that person is doing bookkeeping. They're Possibly, well, I never had to do dishes, but you know, <laughs> it does happen. Uh-huh. Or, uh huh. Yeah. Or mopping the floor, vacuuming, you know, yeah. realizing that you don't have someone to work on a certain day when you have to be somewhere else. Or, right. I mean, there's always stuff yeah. that goes with it. Always something. So when I sold my business, I um, that's when I started painting and te- and teaching. Okay. So I've been teaching for about ten years, nice. and that's really. My love. You hit the stream. This is the this is my sweet spot. This is what love I think it. I was meant to do. Right. But, again, I think that I couldn't have taught the way I teach when I was younger. Oh. Because so much of it is life experience. Exactly. And yeah. understanding personalities of people, understanding mm-hmm. people's needs. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to it than just teaching the craft itself. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's understanding everything about that person and and having the feeling and working and being able to allow them to bloom and every single person is different yeah so you don't know all that stuff when you're young right that's true so you know you might have a different you might be able to give something different Uh, absolutely Yeah, yeah yeah Yeah. but at this point in my life I feel like I have a lot to offer I think so, so yeah and I love it
0: and you sure kept making a lot of lemonade along the
1: way I sure <laughs> did <laughs> you sure took you some lemonade and... queen. you sure did look, look at it. I love it that. that's hysterical I, really I never did. thought of it that way yeah
0: but you're you're yeah. um just a living testament to that that you just you did a beautiful thing with your life yeah. Yeah. thank you and um And I love the thread of art all the way to now this beautiful bloom, which brings us to some of your work, which is stunning. Stunning with um, the flowers that you do are just so beautiful. And um, tell me your website again.
1: Oh, it is Folio, F-O-G-L-I-O. F-O-G. L-I-O. L-I-O. Francesca, F R A N C E -S 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 S C-A, mm-hmm. and that really means uh, Franny's portfolio. Folio is like a leaf or a page, mm-hmm. and I've been enamored with the Italian language <laughs> for yeah. the last 20 years. Yeah, you speak so. several languages. And, so um, foliofrancesca.com. Francesca.com, yeah. Okay. But it will come up sometimes as Francesca Loren, L-O-R-E-N, L-O-R-E-N which is my middle name. Okay. My business, my, um, my restaurant was called Cafe Loren, mm-hmm. so Cafe L-O-R-E-N. Mm-hmm. And um, so I use that name. I, that's the name of my two names that I've always liked, okay. but I never made the switch, the legal switch. I love it. So, yeah. yeah. So um, I will post all of this too
0: on the website, but tell me a little bit about your current um, process, your studio space, how you pick your subject.
1: Okay. Kind of so, my husband, my current husband, and I have 20 years now, um, when we met, 20 years ago, well, we haven't been married quite 20 years, maybe 15, but we met 20 years ago, uh, next month, be 20-year anniversary. Oh, nice. And um, he didn't want to live in my house, and I didn't want to live in his house, <laughs> so we sold everything, and we built a house together oh, in Greenland, lovely. and um, neither one of us had ever built a house before, <laughs> and we had both really wanted to do it. I love it. He's mechanical. He's an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's the left brain. I'm the right brain. Mm-hmm. And we had so much fun together putting, uh, you know, designing and building. Well, we didn't do the actual physical labor, but um, we, you know, we designed the house and had it built. Yeah. So and you designed it with the studio. We designed it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we worked <laughs> with the pictures architect. on your website are very mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, we bought a house that had been kind of, we bought a house on the bay, on a little point on on the bay. It's surrounded by water on three sides. Mm-hmm. And wow. um, it had started out as a fishing shack and it had been added to and added to. So when we bought it, it was really not to code at all. <laughs> yeah. But little did we know that we'd have to tear it down because uh-huh. we never would have bought it if we knew how much money it was going to cost to actually oh. build it from scratch. Um, so, huh. <laughs> so we finally found an architect who was willing to redesign it and you know rebuild it to our taste. But okay. then we found out that we couldn't even leave it standing because okay. the septic system was under the garage, yeah. and I mean, they were mm. ridiculous. Yep. You know, just it just wouldn't work. Yep. So we donated everything. We t- took it apart and donated everything to Habitat for uh, Humanity. Uh. And we had them come up from Jamaica Plain with a truck. And they took the whole kitchen and all the windows and everything else. And then whatever else didn't fit in the truck, my husband rented a truck and drove the rest down. Oh, that's That was before the restoration place was here in Newington. (laughs) That was our only choice. But then we built the house. And I have a nice studio, beautiful studio, Mm -hmm. on the third floor overlooking the bay. So it is a little bit of a problem for some of my older students because I do have students in their A's. Oh. Um, so they just go up the stairs slowly. Yeah. And my yeah. husband helps them or I help them wow. uh, with their things. Uh, I have 11 easels set up up there. Oh. And, uh, you know, on Love my website this. it just shows one easel because it's an old photograph. But I yeah. have 11 easels there now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, just, I teach very small classes, mm-hmm. like five or six people max. Mm-hmm. And some of my classes are only one or two Do you mix ages? or Mix ages, mix abilities, mix media. Nice. Um, I worked in oils for almost my entire life. I switched to acrylics three years ago just on a lark, thinking I would try them and go back to oils. Yeah. And I love them so much that I never (laughs) went back to oils. Never went back. I love it, wow. Um, But Mm -hmm. having worked in oils for over 50 years, I know a lot, you know, still about them. So some of my students work in oils. Mm -hmm. But I always set, the the younger kids I set up in acrylics because oils are toxic, Mm -hmm. you know, the turpentine and everything else. So I usually wait till they turn 12, uh, 12 or 13, and then I start them in oils. Okay, very nice. So
0: how do you work around your lessons and your own studio time?
1: So right now I'm teaching two days a week in my studio. Uh, I also teach in Exeter at Tuck, at the Adult Ed, Continuing mm-hmm. Ed. Mm-hmm. And I do that one night a week, but it's like 10-week or eight-week courses, like one in the spring, one in the fall. And then I've been teaching, I started last summer teaching um, at UNH um, at the up, uh, in the Upward Bound program for high school kids. And that's one one double class a week uh, for just five weeks in mm-hmm. summer oh, nice. so um, <laughs> and then I've also in the past done the Greenland school the after school program oh. and that was one afternoon a week mm-hmm. so sometimes I'll have a lot of classes oh, going right. and then other times if it's between sessions mm-hmm. I'll just have a couple in my studio mm-hmm. so it kind of Fluctuates and I just paint in between. And when I have small classes in my studio, I paint along with my students. Okay. Um, First of all, I think it's important that they see the process and that they see me painting. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, if I have a big class, I can't do it. And, or if I teach outside of my studio, I don't do it. Because mm-hmm. those are always bigger classes. They want to try to get as many people enrolled as they can. Yeah. And I just say maximum eight because yeah. otherwise I can't give them enough attention. Okay. So. so how do you pick your personal subjects to paint? Right now
0: you're, you're doing this beautiful series of flowers. There.
1: Yeah, and I've been doing that for a long time. Yeah. Um, I went to a seminar once several years ago. Um Given by a gallery owner from uh, um, New Mexico, I think, was he in, or Arizona, Scottsdale, I think. Mm. And um, it was a very interesting workshop for painters on how to sell your work and how to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. And I actually, in anticipation, I brought some photographs of my work to show him, Mm -hmm. which was, again, serendipitous because he loved it Mm -hmm. and he wanted to take my work on. But when I told him what size it was, he said, no, I want to see them really big. And so I said, oh, so I spent the next couple of years amassing a body of work of really big (laughs) flowers. Um, And then I got cold feet and I didn't really want to send my work all the way out there. Uh, I just didn't see how it was going to happen, and okay. I didn't trust the process. Yeah. Um, and um, so, but that got me started on the big flowers. Yeah. And are they and on gallery-wrapped to... wrapped canvas, or yeah. do you frame them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes to both. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> some, are, some are framed, some are not framed, uh, just depending on my mood and my finances. <laughs> and <laughs> I hear And whatever shows are around <laughs> or coming up, or, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I do other things in between. It's just the flowers. For some reason, they've grabbed me. And then I will do a little something on the side, but I seem to always want to go back. Mm. So, yeah. It's like middle C, maybe, when you're playing the piano. (laughs) It's like it's my
0: home base. (laughs) I like it. That's great. Yeah. So, um, do you paint from life? No. Not anymore. Just
1: photos. It's all photos and mostly my own photos, Mm -hmm. mostly from my own garden. Ah, lovely. Sometimes I'll take photos from a seed catalog <laughs> and I'll just put things like if I need some leaves in the background, and ah. I'm looking for a certain texture, I'll just look at my seed catalogs and I'll get some clippings and photos of leaves and oh, I, like I even that. have a file of okay. different kinds of leaves Leave. and I'll pull them up and, <laughs> you know, if it's not in the right po- spot, I'll turn the photo around, I'll turn the picture around and reposition it and maybe use the same one like five ah. times in the same painting and disguise it, and, you know, yeah. change the light or whatever. Wow, yeah, so those all different trips, nice. you know.
0: um, Could you tell me about the um, Olam Arts Fine Arts Gallery here in Portsmouth at, at Temple Israel? It says that you're the creator and director. Oh, the
1: Olam, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but is... we don't belong to the temple anymore. I oh, did that one. Okay. Did we... you start it, though? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it like a yeah. small? Well, they, um, I forgot about that. They. Mm-hmm. Um, they rebuilt the temple. They redesigned it. I forget, maybe 10 years ago. Okay. And so they had this beautiful space. Uh, they called it the schmoozatorium. <laughs> so ah. schmoozing is Yiddish for like, <laughs> you know, talking yeah, and yeah. like gossiping, whatever. And they had this beautiful space, but the walls were bare. Bare, ah, okay. And right around that time, my dad passed away. So, uh, yeah, it was about 13 years ago, I guess. So um, I took on... Turning that into a gallery, wow. and I did a painting uh, based on the Judean the Judean Hills in Jerusalem oh, because yes. I had lived there and I used to see those hills yeah. out my back porch every morning. Wow. And I did a painting based on those hills, uh, looking down to the Dead Sea. Mm. And um, I donated to the temple in honor of my father. Mm. And nice. um, and then I turned it into a gallery. And yeah. there were enough members who were artists yeah. or at least. Um, some of them were artists, some of them just were photographers or had hobbies or whatever. And, you know, I know the local art community, or I did at the time. Yeah. Um, so I would just, uh, took it upon myself to create a gallery, and I would change the shows every couple months. Love it. Are they doing so, anything along those lines? I have no, today, idea, no because idea, because we don't belong to the temple yeah. anymore. My, my religious beautiful. ideas now are tending more towards Buddhism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're, I don't, I don't practice any one religion, I just... Yeah. Have different feelings about that
0: mm-hmm. so, ever-changing aren't we
1: ever-changing <laughs> <laughs> forward
0: is a good way to go um so tell me you've got an upcoming show tell me about
1: that i do um again for about the past 10 years um i have connected with the rye public library in rye it's a beautiful library you yeah, yeah. my mm-hmm. grandmother was a founding member Thanks oh, <laughs> to
0: and my mother, Beautiful. although now she lives in Northampton, she did live in Rye, so they've oh,
1: they've kept her as a member. Nice, she, you know, nice. She still has her card. Yeah. <laughs> well, my son and his family live in Rye, mm. and um, I just love that library. It and, is. And yeah. So somehow I asked, I guess maybe ten years ago or so, you know, could I do a show there Mm -hmm. and they started out as being in fact it was probably more than 10 years ago because they started out being my shows oh my work
0: so you got this all going so uh,
1: well no no they had shows but I had asked if I could if I could have one okay so it was just your body of work so it started out as I would just do my own work and I'd have a show there but then when I started teaching I thought wouldn't it be nice to have my students work there Mm. so now it's Become my work along with my students' work, and it's mostly the work of my students. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And they love it. Yeah. They love seeing their work in yeah. a public place. Right. And it's for me. It's thrilling. And, and do they and, prep for this for months? Uh, I think they Is they it, know it's coming up every spring. Okay. You know, yeah. it's every April, mm-hmm. Hanks, April, May, and June. Nice. We have a little reception reception mm-hmm. in April. Generally, uh, try to get it into the paper. It's usually mm-hmm. a Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. you know little uh, hors d'oeuvres um and it's neat because some of my students who um study with me during the week might not know the students who study with me on saturday so and then in the summer of course i changed everything because everybody goes away on weekends so in the summer i have two different weekday classes Mm -hmm. but a lot of times the students don't know one another um and now um I'm going to throw it out to incorporate my students from my other venues oh, and see if lovely. they want to participate. Uh, that the, one, the ones who I can get in touch with. Um, so it's fun for them because they get to meet uh, mm-hmm. each other. Do you, do you have yeah. the date set for the opening? I the don't know, probably the f- it'll be on the um, Library You'll have, have to check website. the library. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll um, and I window. can... I can let you know, and if you can post it somewhere, yeah. maybe I don't know.
0: Yeah, on the website. Right. Yeah, I put it on yeah. There. Okay.
1: Um,
0: perfect. Because when this airs, it'll be about two weeks away. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um Okay. What does success mean to you for you as an artist?
1: So, speaking as a woman in my early seventies my answer to this question is going to be different than it would have been 10 years ago or 20 sure. years ago or 30 years ago. Yeah. And I am feeling very strongly now that success is measured in happiness. Mm. Yeah. Period, doesn't matter what you do. Right, <laughs> right. It's kind of a vague answer, but that's yeah. that's my answer. Yeah,
0: What brings us joy. Yeah. Mm, true. So, if you could spend the day with any painter, past or present, where would you go? What would you do? Okay, this is where I need my notes. All right. So, um, yeah, I guess we never got to who it has inspired your work. With.
1: I anticipated this question. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, past or present? Yeah. Oh, I thought it had to be a living person. You can oh, pick one of each. If you want. Living, living was the challenge. Yeah, dead. It's easy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it probably uh, past would be Vermeer. Okay, There's no question. Yeah. his genius just is astounding mm-hmm. to me. It just blows me away. Mm. Um, there are a lot of artists who have influenced me a lot. I love, but I think if I had to pick three in three different decades, I'd pick Vermeer, Monet, and Georgia O'Keeffe. Yeah. Um, of the living artists, I did make a little list here. <laughs> well, one actually recently passed away, probably like in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. There was a woman named Dachlav mm. Um Probably most people have never heard of her. Mm-hmm. She did um, illustrate a lot of children's books. Mm. And she's got a painting up in the Portland Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. And um, she was a Maine artist. Mm. And her parents were artists. Will, um, what was his name? Um, William Zorock. Okay. and he's a fairly well-known sculptor of the early 1900s and mm-hmm. her mother was marguerite who was a painter wow. and she does these fanciful paintings of animals with different kinds of prints and all mm-hmm. woven together mind-boggling <laughs> i love her work i, I what was I, the name again um her name is doc dachlav d-a-h-l-a-v okay. l-o-v ipcar i-p-c-a-r okay. very unusual mm-hmm. name yeah and i had the the wonderful opportunity to meet her at one of her shows in in Portland. And I got to sit and talk with her for, you know, maybe five or 10 minutes in a little cafe afterwards. She's a lovely woman. She passed away probably. She was near a hundred, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm just in awe of her work. And I even had one of my students has actually copied two of her paintings. Yeah. Um, So I've had, my students copy paintings of old masters, yeah. you know, once in a while, not always, but, mm-hmm. but I had one student who I thought really would be a good match for this artist, and she did wonderful paintings. Wow. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, so that would be who was more contemporary. Mm-hmm. The other painters that I wanted to mention, there's, a, there's an artist. He's actually a sculptor. His name is El Anatsui. He is Ghanaian, born in Ghana, but lived in Nigeria and taught in Nigeria. I saw a show of his maybe five years ago at the Clark Museum okay. up in Williamstown, Mass. Yeah. So every summer we go to Tanglewood and then Glimmerglass. Oh. <laughs> that's like our little summer thing. Get away. And we, and we hit the Clark Museum kind of in between. Yeah. And they have a wonderful new um, little uh, building that's set off apart from the museum. You have to kind of walk wander through a path in the woods to get there. Oh. It's really nice. Lovely. And they have very unusual shows in that Uh, pair of rooms and this this particular artist showed there I never heard of him before he did these wall hangings that look like huge pieces of fabric sparkly metallic they're Mm -hmm. the caps of liquor bottles that were found in Nigeria and he weaves them into fabric and it just hangs on the walls Hmm. and it's stunning beyond the beyond, yeah. and the whole feeling behind it has to do with the slaves and bringing the slaves from Africa mm. and then taking back the liquor to Africa. Yeah. So there's more than just the art; there's a whole story sure. to it. Mm. And so he's an artist that really really blew me away. Uh, let's see you have yeah. to get it: E.L. Mm-hmm. and then A.N.A.T.S.U.I. Anatsui. Hmm. Anatsui. Yeah. He's worth looking into. I've got a whole slew of other people, yeah. but I think it's enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wonderful. So we'll have
0: yeah. some information. We'll have your website again, but okay. let's say it Folio Francesca. 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 Yes. F-O-G-L-I-O-F-R-A-N-C-E-S-C-A dot com. Okay. And that is your website, which is beautiful, by the way. Oh, I love It's oh, very um, stunning in its simplicity, which I love. It's, oh. it's very easy to navigate, very clean, oh, thank you. <laughs> very concise. <laughs> I love thank it. Thank you. So that and then your show coming up in April, May, June at the Rye Public Library. Yeah. Lovely. Well, yeah. and talk talk about serendipity. So we have to say, you and I just met two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> at a mutual friend's home <laughs> concert, was which was phenomenal. But here we were talking... I don't know, I'm not sure how art came up, but.
1: I know, because it's a, it was a music thing, which is other yeah. love. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, you're an, yeah. you're an artist. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> so two days later, here we are. Here we are. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Me too. It was lovely meeting you. Same here. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk again. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on ArtistsOfNewEngland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. You got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.